The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. This afternoon I wanted to explore with you a little bit of um, different aspects of experience that we can begin to recognize and be clear about as we open to exploring experience in this way um, using the receptive awareness. Um, now, this again, this isn't explicit or, or just that this can be seen in the, in the receptive awareness practice, but this is a particular avenue or area of exploration that can really support us um, in beginning to understand the processes of our bodies and minds that, that lead us into struggle and suffering. And so the, the exploration I want to um, connect to this afternoon is a, a, a distinction or recognizing um, that there are mental processes happening and physical processes happening. It, opening to um, our experience in this receptive way, we really are taking in the entirety of our human experience. And the Buddha pointed to some specific aspects of experience in body and mind that are particularly um, useful to, to highlight or p- to become aware of. Um, and in particular, a distinction between bodily processes and mental processes. And so I wanted to just speak about that a little bit. And today in particular speaking about it as how can we begin to recognize the difference between body and mind. This sounds like it might be a simple thing to do, that it would be obvious, and yet there's so many ways that our, um, our minds get these two confused. They get, they get them kind of tied up or conflated at times. So uh, it can be useful to kind of identify and name some of these threads of, of physical experience, mental experience, and then beginning to be curious as we're noticing our experience, what is physical and what is mental? So the, the physical processes are really just the, the experiences of body uh, and the, the physical sights. So the, the sensations of the body. And the body speaks to us in, in kind of um, the quality of sensation. So the, the actual physical experience is at the sensation level. It'll be sensations like pressure, vibration, tingling, pulsing, heat, coolness, moisture, dryness hardness, softness, that kind of sensation. The body doesn't directly speak to us in terms of foot, shoulder, elbow, knee. We don't experience knee directly. We experience sensations, pressure, heat, sparking, burning, pulsing, tingling, vibration. In a specific Location, potentially. We, we experience it in a particular location and we recognize that as knee. And so the, the physical itself is this kind of bare, almost elemental level of experience. And likewise in seeing, you know, what, what our eyes actually see is form and color. 
That's what kind of hits our, the retina. Just the, 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 re, the rods and cones, they, they create this like pattern of color and form. The eye doesn't directly see wall, chair, floor, person. That is a concept. And likewise with hearing. The ear, the sound waves hit the ear. There's pitch and tone. And the, uh, the recognition of, of the sound that is a concept, the sound of my voice or the sound of a car. We recognize it as car, but that, that part is the mental part. So there's the, you know, the, the sound hitting the ears. That's the physical side. The light hitting the eye, the form and color. That's the physical part. And then all of the ideas that we have about what we are recognizing, that's in the mental realm. And so this is one way very easy for body and mind to get conflated because we um, almost automatically think like, yeah, I'm feeling my foot. But what are we actually feeling? What's the actual sensation in that area? Pressure. Tension, maybe. Vibration or pulsing. That's the... That's the physical side of it. Foot is a concept and is a mental process. So that's one way uh, that these, these uh, physical and mental can tend to get confused because we don't, we don't necessarily tease apart the concept from the direct experience. And so this is something that we can begin to be curious about in our experience. What is the physical experience? What is the mental experience? The, um, the teachings of the Buddha offer four threads of mental experience that are worth exploring. One of them I just mentioned, this notion of concept, of perception, essentially, that we recognize experience, hear a sound, know it is car. So there's that, that aspect of experience. And if you look in your experience, if you are curious about this whole process of humanity that's unfolding right under our minds, <laughs> you know, that, that you can begin to recognize how that perception works. So you're, you're sitting here and you are just noticing experience and the sound happens. Then there's something else that goes on. So you know, there's hearing and the hearing is known, but then there's something else that goes on and that's the mind recognizing and this recognition might happen as like the mind saying the word car or creating an image of a car in your mind you might hear hear a crow for instance and then vividly have an image of the crow in your mind and so that is this process of perception of recognizing what we are knowing and this is a natural process. It's, thank goodness, it works for us. I mean, largely, it's, it's a pretty good process for us. It helps us to navigate our world. We don't have to figure out every time we go anywhere what people are, what cars are, what streets are. We, we know this, and it happens very quickly that we can recognize experience. And so the, this process of perception is a natural process and very... Um, 
necessary for us to navigate our lives and yet often we don't notice that we are perceiving and this this is one big area where one of the other threads of the mental processes views ideas opinions beliefs are often very connected with 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 per- perceptions so that we have a we we recognize something and it's not just that we recognize it as a kind of neutral car or a neutral uh, person we we recognize it and then there's a whole host of other things this is called mental formations um emotional responses that that are associated with that concept or ideas and beliefs that are associated with that concept So these kind of come along for the ride and they're also they're separate it's a separate process so there's the the perceptual process that simply recognizes what something is and then there's like this almost automatic dragging along of emotions and views and ideas beliefs that can be also recognized so this is part of where the the exploration around um attitude can come in we can see what's our relationship to what's happening the attitude or the relationship to what what's happening is a mental process that is in this realm of mental formations often uh, the attitudes are experienced as uh, emotional have an emotional flavor or they may have a a flavor of believing something so an example about that might be um um motorcycles you know if a motorcycle goes by there's the sound and then there's there's the um image perhaps or a sense of a motorcycle in the mind so there's the recognition there's the perception and then there may be a host of associations that we have with motorcycles views and ideas beliefs about it what kind of person rides a motorcycle we might have views about that or uh, and and so some of that just kind of comes in or maybe we have a motorcycle and we want to be riding that motorcycle right now and it's like our mind kind of brings in all of the p- the positive associations around what it feels like to be riding that motorcycle and 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 that's what is arising in the mind and often in both of these areas in perception and in mental formations if they are not noticed if we don't know what's going on this this can tend to be a place where our mind will will get lost will kind of um move off it's not all i would say generally it's not so much off of the direct experience of the hearing or the seeing that the mind gets caught it it's around the uh, the perception and the idea and the thinking that tends to follow from the th- from the the perception that's where the mind gets gets lost when we don't notice that we are perceiving something recognizing something and having ideas about it we kind of get pulled into the sway of our ideas and beliefs and views and start acting out of that conditioning as opposed to being aware oh this is what the mind is doing so again these are these are normal processes of mind and they're useful for us but they tend to get us into trouble when we don't know that they're happening and so those are two threads of mental processes the process of perception the process of mental formation and the mental formation process also includes a lot of emotional 
responses, not just the beliefs and ideas and views, but also our, our, our emotional connection with things, whether we like something, whether we don't like something, whether we're frustrated or angry or irritated about something, whether we're leaning into something or pulling back from something. All of this is found in this field of mental formations. And so it's really useful, in particular around when we like something or don't like something. This is another avenue of really interesting exploration when we see an attitude of liking or not liking, really interesting to be curious, really interesting to be curious about what is it that we actually like or don't like. We might think that we either like or don't like some particular experience, like the physical sensation. We might think we don't like a, uh, an ache in the knee, or we might think that we don't like the sound of that motorcycle. But when we really start getting curious, we see that, the, that what we don't like usually is related to our perceptions and views and beliefs. So we hear somebody cough. That's just a sound. It's a neutral sound. We don't like the sound, maybe, because we, first of all, we have an idea about it should be quiet in a meditation hall. We also maybe know something about, you know, what coughs are. So there's the perception and the knowledge of what coughs are. And maybe there are, are, you know, the ideas about, well, did the person cover their mouth or not? Are they spreading germs? And, and so that comes in. And we, we're, we're not just reacting to the sound itself. Usually the majority of our reaction has to do with our uh, are, are other the other things that come kind of along for the ride when we recognize that sound. So that's, um, that's a little bit about perception and mental formation. And then another thread of, um, of the mental realm is, um, again, very, these, all of these are tied together. They, they affect each other. They influence each other. Another thread of the mental realm is, is the um, physical experience, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the, um, the feeling tone of our experience. We can have feeling tone connected to our physical experience, feeling tone connected to our mental experience, and feeling tone being a very simple aspect of experience of whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Just very simply, all experience, everything that we experience, Sights, sounds, smells, taste, touch, everything that arises in our mind has a quality of a feeling tone to it. So our physical sensations will be either pleasant or unpleasant. Our mental, um, the sounds, they, they, can, they, can, we, they can have a quality of pleasant or unpleasant. The um, mind states are rising. Anger tends to have an unpleasant quality. Joy tends to have a pleasant quality. So every single thing that we experience has this feeling tone associated with it. And this feeling tone is understood in Buddhist psychology, whether it's a feeling tone associated with physical experience or a feeling tone associated with mental experience. The feeling tone is understood to be mental now that may be easy to understand in connection with mental states of mind that anger would be unpleasant, joy would be pleasant, and that would be a mental pleasant or unpleasant. A little harder to understand potentially how 
how um, um, physical sensation is a mental, the feeling around physical sensation is mental. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm, you don't have to believe this. I will put this out as a proposition and you can begin to be curious about it. Um, what I have seen in my own um, uh, experience is that physical sensation, um, depending on what's happening in the mind, sometimes a physical sensation might be experienced as pleasant, sometimes it might be experienced as unpleasant. And so this began to help me see how the conditions of what's going on in the mind affect whether a physical sensation is pleasant or unpleasant. Given that, it's not that the, f- the pleasant or unpleasant is inherent in the physical experience itself. It is conditioned based on a whole host of things. And so this is just something to be curious about. Um, but, but one really uh, useful thread in terms of exploring our um, physical, mental um, experiences, especially if there's some kind of reactivity, like don't like something, having aversion to something, liking something. These, these aspects, the, the, the liking, the greed, the, you know, the, the, all of the Im- emotional reactions along those lines, they kind of spring out of a contact with a pleasant experience. When something's pleasant, we tend to like it, we tend to want it, we tend to want to keep it, have more of it. Something's unpleasant, we tend to not like it, want to get rid of it, want to push it away. And so the, uh, some of these um, mental formations, these emotional reactions, spring in connection with this quality of pleasant, unpleasant. And so one very interesting thing to notice or explore is when you're experiencing some kind of uh, reactivity, so aversion is arising, be curious about what is unpleasant. What is the actual unpleasant experience? It can surprise you as you begin to explore this, as you uh, investigate this. Um, What we think might be unpleasant and this is, I discovered this for myself, you know, the, you know, hearing, hearing somebody sneeze and thinking it's unpleasant. It's like, okay, is the sound itself unpleasant? Actually, the sound itself is pretty neutral. So what is, what is actually unpleasant here? At one point in one um, period, I was noticing a lot of aversion while doing walking meditation. And so I got really curious about um, this was doing the the more back and forth walking, but I got very curious about what was actually unpleasant while I was doing walking meditation. As I kind of looked through my field of physical experience, I couldn't find anything in particular that was unpleasant in my physical experience. It wasn't unpleasant to be walking. The physical sensations of walking weren't unpleasant. What I was seeing was pretty neutral. It was just people in a room, walls and windows, you know, pretty neutral. So not unpleasant there. It wasn't like my, I was um, having any um, unpleasant sights. Sounds was quiet, so no unpleasant sounds. I went through all of my senses. 
and did not see an unpleasant experience. When I checked my mind, I began to see ideas. People shouldn't be walking this close to me. Oh, there's a thought, a belief, creating a a sense of feeling cramped. This was an idea in the mind, this sense of feeling pressured, feeling compressed, feeling like I don't have my space. This is an idea. There wasn't any physical experience. It was the mind having the sense of compression. So this was surprising to me. I, you know, I, I, it, was, it was not obvious initially that it was something in the mind that was creating the aversion, that the aversion was reacting to. And so this, this kind of teasing apart of physical and mental can be very supportive in terms of really beginning to understand as you see an attitude, if you see an attitude of greed or aversion, you can, you can, this is a little bit of extra like um, investigation that as the mind gets a little more stable, as there's more capacity for being with experience, so you notice that there's aversion arising and you're aware of it and knowing it and it's not particularly a problem, so you notice that there can be okayness around being with the aversion. At that point, it can be interesting to then be a little curious. Maybe drop in the question, what's actually unpleasant here? What is the mind averse to? We, we, we might think we know, but, but sometimes doing this kind of uh, check through for the, um, the feeling tone, what is actually unpleasant, can help, to help, help us to understand these different threads of mental processes as they are connected to, to physical processes. So that's probably, yeah, I think that's enough there. Um, Let's do a, a guided, uh, do another meditation, and I'll do a little bit of guided to, to maybe point you into uh, noticing or being curious about some of these different aspects of the body and mind. Mm-hmm. 